right, here we are with the second episode of Whiskey Tango Box Drop Podcast. It's uh, a little over a month later, and we finally got the second recording. And I'm here with uh, Dean, and I'm here with Chris. And um, why don't you guys tell me a little about yourselves? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I didn't know I was on the spot. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, well, I served in the Marine Corps for uh, five years active duty. I did five years of reserves. Got out of back of duty back in 2012. Um, I was an intelligence analyst uh, for the Marine Corps, which was exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to watch a bunch of stuff blow up. Mm-hmm. Um, wrote a lot of papers. Mm-hmm. Pencil pusher, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what else do you want to know? I mean, I, uh, how long did you spend in the military or the Marine Corps? <clears throat> Yeah, so um, got out of active duty 2012, then um, decided I didn't want to go full civilian, so I stayed in the reserves, mm-hmm. which was a mistake. Mm-hmm. I hated the reserves, but yeah. I stuck with it yeah. for five years. Um, and I, I was finally tired of it last year, and I said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to raise my family and go full civilian. Yeah. So where are you from originally? Ohio. Ohio. What brought yeah. you to Texas? Ah, long That's story, a, man. It's a big transition. Long story. Well, let's hear, let's hear uh, a little bit of it. My ex-wife is from here. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, That's basically that's in a nutshell. Okay, okay. So we'll leave that as is. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Chris? Yeah, so I did a couple of different things in the military. Um, I started out as a mechanic in the reserves. And, mm-hmm. and um, I, I knew right away that was, you know, I wanted to do something different other mm-hmm. than that. Um, <clears throat> I, I enjoy, I still enjoy like cars and stuff like that and mechanical things and all that. But um, once I, because I knew nothing about the Army when I joined, and it wasn't until like the second week of basic training when I was like, okay, being a mechanic is cool um, and doing that for the Army, I want to do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of the, the short story is, um, uh, I reclassed to uh, infantry, you know, went active duty, reclassed to infantry, and then, um, you know, went to airborne school, um, special forces assessment selection, went through the Q course and all that, and then um, I spent most of my time on active duty in 3rd Special Forces Group mm-hmm. in the Green Beret, um, altogether uh, close to 10 years in the Army, mm-hmm. and then um, I did contracting work for a couple years afterwards. Um, still deploying, still supporting special operations, and then, um, yeah, did, did my own business thing for a while, and volunteered for Team RWB, and then um, a few years later was, was hired as a part of the full-time staff for Team Red, White, and Blue. No, oh, that's awesome. So, how long have you been in College Station? Uh, 2013, so... Are you originally from here? No, I grew up um, in a really small town closer to Houston. Okay. Um, I was going to school here one of like the three times that I went to A&M um, or four times, something like that, um, you know, around 2000 time frame and uh, was living in College Station at the time. But mm-hmm. uh, both me and my wife have family scattered from, you know, the College Station area all the way into Houston. So mm-hmm. when we're... When I left contracting, you know, we we're looking to 
be around family and stuff was mm-hmm. really the, the whole thing, how we ended up back in this area. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I've only been here for a year or so, and I met you guys through uh, Team RWV. Well, specifically, I met you, Chris, at CrossFit, and I met you, you know, at the gun range, and it's kind of turned into a little family, you know? It was like, wow, everyone's so close together, and so, given that it's my second podcast, I wanted to interview you guys, because it's, it's it's like a small community, but it's also a big veteran community, too. Like, there's a lot of veterans for how small this area is. Um, and before we go on any further, you know, it's just... I wanted to say that the, the views represented in this podcast are um, are their own, and they're not that of any Team RWV or Go Ruck or any other organization. And just to make sure that you know we're not offending anyone or you know pissing anyone off, you know. And there will be some cuss words. We are veterans, so uh, don't get offended. <laughs> It'll be a little bit cleaner than the first episode, but you know. Anyways, so accept it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that means it's going south <laughs> real fast. <laughs> anyway, so so how long have you guys been with uh, the team RWV like lo- like locally? Well, I think I joined RWV back in uh, was 2015 or 16. That's when I started to get back into running. Okay, it was around 15. Okay, yeah. And what about what about you, Chris? Like, 2013. 2013. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's like, as far as like all those huge nonprofits, like Wounded Warrior Project, it's the only one in like a fairly really large radius, almost all the way to to you know the outskirts of Austin and probably Cyprus, I would assume. Yeah, those are probably probably the nearest. Yeah, uh, Houston, Austin. It's yeah. at least an hour drive before you hit anywhere else where there's going to be another organization anywhere that can represent or support other veterans. And so I imagine, you know, you know there's got to be, and how with how small this area is, you know, it's probably seen the local team RWV has probably seen a lot of growth like throughout the years. Like, so what? Like, when did the local chapter start? Like, you know, when it started here? Yeah, it was in um, 2013 is when, I guess, traction really started to mm-hmm. uh, to happen. Um, this was kind of ties into to my story and involvement with RWB, but um, um, I had known about RWB in, in 2013 um, because my battalion intel officer, Mike Irwin, um, started up Team RWB, and I'd seen on, you know, at some point I got on Facebook and I kept seeing him post about Team RWB, and um, and I just knew, I was like, you know, if this is something that Mike is doing, you know, mm-hmm. or says it's a good thing, then it, it has to be something that's good, just knowing Mike. And so I was looking for a chapter to be a part of, and um, at that time, Houston and Austin were, were the closest chapters. Um, and, and there wasn't a whole lot of um, RWB chapters. I think the membership might have been around like 6,000, 7,000 total um, in 2013, which now it's, you know, probably getting closer to 200,000 right now nationally. Oh, wow, that's a lot. Yeah. That's, impressive. that's really uh, impressive. <clears throat> um, but 
um, you know, long story short, um, I got introduced to a guy who was wanting to start up a chapter here and, um, you know, um, went to the, the first social that they had and um, participated in the next coming events. And then, um, you know, we ended up getting a leadership team together to really to move this thing and get a chapter started. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know if the idea to start one happened in 2012, but um, 2013 is really when it started to gain some traction. Okay, okay. How many people like were involved initially? Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, we didn't become an official uh, recognized community until, I want to say it might have been, I'd have to go back and look. I can't remember if it's 2014 or 2015. But um, um, we can kind of like say, we can kind of like explain like how that transition process, like how it grew over time. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was, you know, a guy named Tom who was um, basically starting to lead some of these events initially, and then um, I got super involved, and then I want to say January of 2014, around that time frame is when we got, um, I don't know, there's maybe somewhere around like eight to ten people in the room, you mm-hmm. know, with this whole idea of like, hey, let's actually like really build out a leadership team and, and do something with this. And maybe somewhere around like five or six folks from from that group, mm-hmm. you know, uh, kind of committed to, um, you know, filling a, a leadership role within the organization or for the for the local chapter. And then, yeah, kind of kind of grew. That's awesome. Like, what what kind of, like, um, so we can explain to the listeners, like, what kind of events does Team RWB, like, do, like, nationally? Like, stuff that they do for, like, veterans? I've seen the calendar for, like, a year and some of the other ones, just kind of browsing what goes on because I'm still new to the, the whole Team RWB. So what kind of stuff do they, like, other chapters do? And what kind of stuff do we do a year locally? Like what? What's the? I know the social events and then the workouts too. Those are kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I imagine those are gotta, you know, gotta be good because it doesn't look like there's a cost for any of them. And like that's like working out is like so good for your for mental health, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I can we, imagine we try to keep it pretty reasonable as far as the price goes. I mean. Yeah. If uh, for the movie socials, I just. People can pay for their own tickets. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll usually buy them at Popcorn or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got to kind of give them a reason to come. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, what what kind of stuff like are you guys allowed? Like, have you guys done the? Have you what kind of stuff have you guys done in the past? Like, have you guys done any like special like big events or like like? Hmm. Let's say probably the Chuck Norris race is probably our. The biggest event that we had. What is that? I've never heard of that. Oh, that sounds amazing. Chuck Norris had a five k here back in uh, back in May. We had we had a pretty good turnout. Oh, was it Chuck Norris there? Yeah, he was I there. heard he was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He high fived everybody that came across the finish line. Oh, really? I would have stopped and been like, "Put me in a chokehold." Who's got a camera? <laughs> oh, that's something I would have done. Um, 
Man, that's kind of cool. So, like, um, so it is kind of like a country area. Like, have you, like, have, is there, like, I'm kind of new to the area. Are there, like, places to go fishing around here? Or, like, have you guys ever thought of doing stuff like that as far as, like? I don't know if we've had a fishing event. Um, is that something but, that's allowed? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the really the, the mission is physical and social activities. So, so yeah, if it fits into one of those categories, okay. then okay. And it, it's something that veterans want to do. Um, then really it's just a matter of having someone to be able to lead that event. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, they can make sure it's fun and, you know, all-inclusive, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, outside of that, you know, um, it's kind of, kind of limitless. Um, <laughs> There's somebody knocking at your door. <laughs> Someone is. Anyways, now that we're back, <laughs> you didn't hear me cuss out anyone. <laughs> where were we? I don't remember where we're at. <laughs> about events? Yeah. yeah. Events. Oh, yeah. Fishing events. Fishing events, yes. What kind of events, have, like social events, have you guys done in the past? So far, we've just, I mean, I... The monthly movie socials have been a pretty big hit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I signed up for that one, but I was like, I wasn't feeling too hot. Yeah, I was looking for you. I was um, sleeping. <laughs> I was like, where is he? Like, he's, yeah, he's ghosting me. <laughs> You're supposed to be going on a date right now, and he's like, I'm sorry. Not here. <laughs> I'll let you down. <laughs> Probably uh, I'll hold your hand in the next social. <laughs> Deal. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> We used to do monthly uh, dinners, but those kind of fell off. I just I, I don't have the time to maintain those right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, movie well, socials. I love watching movies. So. What kind of dinners would you guys like do? Would you guys do like barbecues, or do you like go to a place and do them? Yeah, we would just meet up at a place and do them. Oh, yeah. to, like C and J's, or we went to like Wings and More. Yeah, just meet up at a designated time. Okay. And a day. Okay. Just have a good time. And, you know, be social. Yeah, yeah. Um. So how did you specifically like get involved with the socials, like running them? Were you better at it? Like, are you just uh, well? Whatever? I did you want get voluntold? Really, not a people person, and uh, I just kind of wanted to step out of my comfort zone and okay, put myself out there. Yeah. Um, when I first got involved with the chapter, I was, I was doing local races like five Ks, ten Ks. Yeah. And um, I. I did. I wasn't really feeling those very much, so I said, "Yeah, I, I kind of want to want to do something more." And we needed we needed a social events coordinator, so I said, "Sign me up for that. Let's do that." And yeah, I love doing fun things. So yeah, why not? That's cool. So, like, what like what kind of like? Um, you don't have to name any names of anyone that's local, but like, what kind of like stuff do you guys like see within that's going on within like veterans like locally? What's like, what's like, what's like the spectrum that you guys have seen that has like that veterans deal with, and like what what kind of like helps them like individually? I see a lot of mental health issues. Um, I, I think personally, like myself, I've dealt with um, a lot of mental health issues since being out, and like the other veterans that I've I've met through RWB, okay. they, you know, they've dealt with the same things, and. Um, I think what helps us is just that that connection with the other veterans and yeah. building that that brotherhood. Yeah, and I think I think connection is a good a big part of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think there's, I mean, I think some of the things that um, veterans deal with are, um, I mean, they're, they're people issues. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, I mean, how we, because in our mission statement, a part of it is enriching mm-hmm. veterans' lives. And how we define enrichment is through health, people, and purpose. Mm-hmm. Those are three things that RWB offers as a part of being a part of the team. And and I think that that's like consistent whether you're a veteran or not. You know, um, like you mentioned, you know, being active is like good for your physical health and mental health, mm-hmm. um, which you know veterans are able to get that through and, and just members through. The, the physical events that are put on, um, you know, the people, that connection piece, like you guys talked about. Mm. Um, I believe that, you know, without connection, there is suffering. So, again, it's, it's a people thing. Like, when people start to isolate themselves, you know, and, you know, not really be connected to others, is then, you know, they start getting into a bad place. And, and, you know, through our events, you're able to make those connections. And, and those things are even strengthened through like, doing things that are challenging and hard, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the purpose piece, you know, being a part of something bigger than yourself. Um, and then for some of us, like, you know, it's an opportunity to serve again. You know, you can be a leader as a part of Team RWB and, and serve the community and the chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so... So I think those are, I think there's probably aspects of each of those that um, folks deal with, you know, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, they're missing the connection or they're missing the health piece or the purpose piece, one of those three. And, um, you know, I, I think that's that's countrywide. It's not necessarily specific yeah, here, here, here locally, but, um, but I, I know I still, those are some of the, the value that I get out of RWB is, yeah. you know, it, it gives me purpose and I get that connection and, you know, and, and I, I've gotten super active, you know, uh, in 2013, I was in, I'd done no self-care, you know, I, um, you know, I hadn't taken care of myself physically or mentally or any of that stuff. And then, you know, I was now starting to work on like, you know, almost a decade of in the military, you know, seven deployments and stuff, and I just was not in a good place, and I was getting less and less active, and then, you know, getting back involved, or getting involved in RWB really, you know, kind of changed that. Even changed some of my mindset, too, because, you know, I got to the point where I was like, oh, I'm like all broken, and, you know, I just, you know, I've got these injuries, and I can't, you know, I just can't do this stuff, and then it was going out to like the first race that we did with RWB as a 5K. And I was yeah. like, oh, I'm just going to walk it, you know. But then I was like, no, nah, I can't do that. Okay. I'm going to at least run some of it, you know. Yeah. And, um, you know, and so it's like it was challenging me to to do more and, and be more active. And, you know, and I'm continuing to, to do that to the point to, you know, I now understand that, you know, fitness, you know, and being active is just, it benefits so many other aspects of your life. You yeah, know, even if that, you're not like lifting like crazy heavy weights, right? The simple fact of moving around, yeah, you know, yeah. you could, you know, going on a hike or something simple, you know. Yep, that's like uh, a buddy of mine. He's retiring 
uh, one of my old teammates who's retiring in December, and I was telling him, I was like, hey, look, man, like, whatever you do, like, still continue to work out. Like, don't drop yeah. that stuff. You know, you've been doing it now for 20 years straight, you know. Yeah. Like, don't take that out of your life. And, um, you know, and we're talking about it. And, you know, what that means, it doesn't mean you have to continue to run. If you hate running, like, don't run, yeah. you know. Yeah, if you like if you like kayaking, like, or just walking, something, like, continue to move, you know. Yeah. Um, whatever you, you enjoy doing. Um, but, you know, keeping that active peace with your life, I think, is just yeah. beneficial all around. You know, it's, in, it's interesting because, like, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm in no way, like, a medical professional or, or a psychologist or a sociologist of any type, but I do have that that, that mindset. Like, I do like to read and research stuff. And one of the things I remember, um, I'm no way affiliated with this person at all, but Sebastian Junger, I don't know if you've heard of him. Yeah. Um, so he, he did a little piece on PTSD within veterans. And I remember he was talking about how during some of his research um, in this, the people he works with, um, when 9-11 happened, it, admissions into mental health hospitals went down, and it was because everyone became together as a community and everyone was feeling connected. Yeah, suicide rates went down, all suicide, that stuff. All yeah. of it went uh, down, yeah. so that's like a huge crime went down. aspect yeah. for, for RWB is like, you know, they're... they're they have so much influence in this area, you know. It's like they, this area; it could, it's it's huge, you know. It's, it's for this area, yeah. And being the only, you know. Yeah, and I think as time goes on, we're becoming more and more of like an isolated, you know, nation. Like you know, with, yeah. And, and I think a good example of this is someone was telling me that. Um, I, I don't know how consistent, this is a small sample, so I don't know how spread out this is, but someone's telling me about some 16-year-olds that, you know, are not getting their driver's license, and, you know, they're becoming 18 years old and still haven't gone out and gotten a driver's license, and I thought it was really weird, you know, because when I was a kid, you know, as soon as you could get your driver's license, you got it, and I still feel this way today that, like, yeah. driving is freedom, you know, because yes. I can go and do whatever I want, you know, and go wherever I yeah. want. <laughs> and, and I, I guess some teenagers don't feel this, you know, that's not something that they don't need it. And I was wondering why they don't have that same kind of feeling. But I was told is that the technology piece, social media and yeah. texting and all that stuff, you know, they're able to connect with people that way. So there's not a need for them to necessarily yeah. go out somewhere where... I mean, for me as a kid, it was like this is this is now the gateway to be able to get out into right. the world. And <laughs> yeah, go, yeah. You know, go hang out with people, go do stuff, whatever. Yeah. And um, so true. But so I think maybe that's part of it. And um, you know, our um, yeah, I don't know. I think you know, it's less and less of a community feel. You know, with with neighbors. You know, how many people truly know their neighbors and. Um, I've even heard somebody say that the like garage door opener was like, you know, contributing to like killing, you know, that community feel because people just like they come home straight from work, go right into the garage, shut the door, and oh, then, yeah. you know, and so it's not you're not connecting with those people that are around you. Yeah, and growing uh, up we did that too. Like I, Christmas time we take gifts to our neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, um, 
Um, my my neighborhood is wanting to organize like I mean it's a small little neighborhood, but they're wanting to organize like a like a little fall parade, and I mean it's going to go like you know half mile or something, and it'll probably be like yeah you know like a few pickup trucks and some kids on bicycles, you know yeah. But uh, they're asking people to help uh, help with it, and I'm like you know I really don't have time to do any of that. But I'm going to, I'm going to find a way to help out at least a little bit mm-hmm. because, you know, this is like, these are my neighbors. So like, if I'm not connecting with them, you know, like, I, I think I'm like failing at just being a member of my little community, my little neighborhood, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I think like RWB does really good at, you know, providing that that community, you know, and for people that have had maybe similar experiences or not, you know, still an opportunity to connect with, with others. Mm-hmm. Um, so like what, what could, what, like, how can you see, like, um, like what kind of like growth potential do you see in the future? with like this this type of mission in this in this area how small it is and the, and the population of veterans yeah um i mean there, there's always going to be continued um well i would say new members joining mm-hmm. um part of it is that you know it's a transient area you know where you have veterans that come in to go to school at AM. they're here for however long um, and then they, you know, move out. Um, so, I mean, that will always be there. Um, and that it's not necessarily a bad thing, you know, you know, they kind of yeah. be a part of the local chapter and then when they finish school and, you know, move on to go work somewhere, you know, that's, yeah, I mean, it's totally normal. Um, so I, I think that will always be there. Um, you know, and there's always room to continue to grow. And I really think, because RWB has been so much word of mouth, you know, it's been a very grassroots, I mean, just nationwide. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't see, um, we're starting to do this this year um, as far as like TV ads and um, you maybe have seen some um, sponsored, sponsored ads through social media and stuff like that. But really the growth has been, word of mouth, you know, yeah. like, kind of like, you know, we we're talking to Jim, I was like, hey, man, come out to this 9-11 thing, yeah. you know, yeah, and, yeah. I mean, that's really how, how the growth has happened, which yeah. is pretty amazing considering, you know, um, you know, 2010, it started, and, um, you know, you know, from nothing, and then now is, you know, yeah. grown to, to what it is, yeah. you know, a lot through word of mouth. Yeah. I remember I remember hearing about Team RWB through um, another friend of mine. I was I used to ride a bicycle, a bike all the time, and I was living out there by San Antonio. And I I rode. I didn't care what time of day it was. Ten o'clock at night, you know, just threw on a couple of lights and went for it. You know, if I crashed, I crashed. I mean, that wasn't a big deal to me. <laughs> I was out there. I rode like eight miles to one end of this trail. And there's other veterans out there with his truck and he starts chatting me up and I was like he was like you want to ride back it's getting pretty late and I was like no I'm good man but he was like so nice you know and like 
I ended up exchanging numbers with him and I rode back and I was like, Hey man, it was good meeting you. I'm, you know, thanks for offering that ride and checking on me, make sure I was safe. You know, not a lot of, not a lot of veterans do that. To other, you know, other veterans, you know, and it was kind of nice. And I heard about, he was with team RWB then, and he does a lot of like bike rides with him and stuff like that. And that's how I heard about it too. And then he was friends with another veteran that lives like, I don't know, 20, 10, 20 miles, somewhere up that way. I can't remember his name. And uh, I don't want to go spouting off names on here anyways without their permission. But, you know, <laughs> they both went on a ride across the country together through another organization that was, I don't remember what it was called. Um, and I guess the, 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 the guy local got into an accident or something happened. But um, I ended up like, he was one of like the first veterans I, I knew out here. And so that was kind of, you know, it was like, it was like moving from one, one end of Texas into another area where I knew no one. Yeah. And then like, you know, it's like, it's all about connecting with people, you know? And it's like, yeah. I didn't really, like the more you got out, like the more you, you start building connections and stuff like that. And it was just like, once, once, once you start getting out in the area, I was meeting veterans left and right. I was just like. H-E-B, come up people, you a veteran? Yeah, you a veteran? Yeah. I'm like, oh, change the phone numbers. I probably have like 20, 20 different phone numbers. I don't even remember who they are. I either didn't label them or just stopped contacting them, you know? And they're all veterans. <laughs> like, I met them, you know, like, you know, it was at least once a week. And it was just, it was crazy. It's like, this, you know, I realized how many veterans there were in this, like, such a small area. And then I think I knew... The only organization in the area was, was Team RWB, so I was in contact with what was his name? Guada. Guada, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's a he was a good guy, but I guess he was like out of town or something like that while I was moving in. I don't remember. I think he was on vacation or something. But yeah, and so it was just like, and then when I was, you know, I started working at the gun range. I met you over there, and you know, just. Things started like that's when things the momentum really started picking up with how much I was going to be connecting, you know, with everyone and how much I needed to stay connected with everyone, um, not just for myself but you know for everyone else too. Because that's something I'm really good at doing is connecting people and being connected with them. Um, nice. You should uh, you should volunteer. Uh, I will. The leadership team. I will eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Once I get better at managing my personal life, <laughs> could use a social coordinator. <laughs> I could do that. I'm pretty good with that. <laughs> um, I'll be uh, ending up running running it like the coaches <laughs> at our gym. <laughs> the wrong workouts up there. <clears throat> <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, so as far as like, um, what you guys have done in the like past, like what kind of things like do you think would also help that you guys have never, like what kind of things have you guys like thought about across the board that, that you might put on the future for like future social events or future, like what other things that you guys have you guys thought about doing or? Uh, we're going to be playing a, um, a game night to play board games. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, we're going to, 
but it's kind of in the works right now. I mean, like X-rated that. What's that? What's that card game? Uh, no, Cards Against Humanity is out of the. Oh, that <laughs> would have been that would have been funny. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're trying to bring families. Oh yeah, yeah, kind of into the fold. You'd have to do that. Better oh, ones with their kids. You know, <laughs> so. That would have to be a, like a specific dude or no children night. You know, our, our last game night we had Cards Against Humanity, and we had to. Oh, yeah. Kind of whisper it. It's <laughs> <laughs> when you put the kids in the other room. Right. They turn on the TV really loud so they can't hear it. <laughs> they were in the living room. We were in the kitchen, which was not divided by anything. So was, <laughs> they were like, Dad, Dad, what's a penis? <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think... Um, Change the topic. Pro- probably <laughs> a variety yeah. of events, you know? Um, you know, because there's, I mean, some people maybe don't want to do a, yeah. a certain type of event, but they want to do another, you yeah. know. Um, and, I mean, that goes across the board with, you know, physical and, and social events. Um, but, yeah, I, I think having having a variety is is good. Go ahead. Does, uh, so, does, do you guys work with the... the the SVO on campus at all? Yeah, um, we're we're pretty big on partnering with other veteran organizations. Okay. Um, you know, I think maybe there was this mentality several years ago. Maybe I mean it never has been with with RWB as far as like there's a competition or anything like that to get the most members or keep the members over here or anything like that. Um, it's very much a, you know, we, we understand that, um, you know, there's, you know, our mission is different from another organization's mm-hmm. and, you know, there's certain things that we can provide that maybe they can provide something that's totally different. You know, both are beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, and by working together, you know, we're able to, you know, if there's a veteran and this happens, you know, we run into veterans that, hey, they need something else that, hey, RWB doesn't do that. You know, you're welcome to still come hang out with us. But um, this other organization that we partner with, you know, you know, Good they're, they're going to right direction. Exactly. And, and make those referrals. And that happens both ways, you know. Yeah. Um, or other organizations meet folks that's like, hey, you know what, RWB would be a really good fit for you. You know, let me link you up. Mm-hmm. And, and I think... I think the veteran space as a whole has gotten pretty good at, at working together like that. And I, it's even looking like that the VA is now starting to, you know, at least, you know, refer veterans to a certain degree to those community organizations, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I, I, and it may be part of it because they've recognized that, hey, there's certain things that we can do at the VA and we can't necessarily provide that that community fill or you know you know help someone continue to be active mm-hmm. and and they know that hey this is something this person needs in their life we can't provide that mm-hmm. and either the veteran suffers or we start to work with these other organizations outside of the VA system and ultimately you know help out the the veteran you know whole health wise yeah you have like some organizations that and specialize in some things and or specialize in other things and you know, other organizations and you guys kind of like bounce off of each other and yep. you know provide support you know 
you know, across different paths for, for veterans. Um, so I see on your shirt you have Watch for Warriors. I saw that like on Team RWD's social media, and I don't know what it is. Can you explain what that is? Yeah, so it's a, it's a national event that we have every year. Um, and, um, you know, it's not necessarily, I mean, there are chapters that are going to be participating at a, at a local gym, potentially, mm-hmm. or, I mean, it can be done at a park, too. Um, but it's also open to any box or any gym that wants to host this themselves um, because it's an opportunity. There's a couple components to it, is that to expose people to RWB that maybe don't know about the organization. Um, it's free to participate. If you want to donate, you can. If you want to buy the shirt, you can. Um, you know, but but you don't have to. Mm-hmm. You can still go do it for free. Um, you know, at, but uh, either, either way, like donating or buying the shirt, the proceeds actually get yeah, used for uh, events and yeah, for veterans. Hundred so. percent of the proceeds go back to Team RWB, yeah. which is ultimately funding the chapters that, you know, most everything is low or no cost. So if there is a cost to some things, there's the possibility that the local chapter can offset some of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's where, where the money's going to. But um, here locally, um, you know, I was actually talking with um, the folks at Sawed Off about hosting Water for Warriors, which they've done it the last two years. And um, talking with one of the coaches, they're like, yeah, you can put us down for it every mm-hmm. year. So um, When is it? It's looking like it's going to be November 16th. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you, do you oh, the workout, is the workout, so, so WAD stands for Workout of the Day, in case anyone doesn't know. Um, do you guys know ahead of time what the workouts are? Is it like something that's set the same thing every year or is it different? No, it's it's changed each year. Each year. Um Last year it was an 11-minute AMRAP. You know, there's two versions. Um, one where you have access to, like, barbell and pull-up bar and stuff like that. And then another one, you know, a scalable version where it's just body weight type type exercises. Mm-hmm. This year it's a, a 22 AMRAP, nice. um, but it's a, it's a partner workout mm-hmm. is the idea with that, which uh, um I, I really love that idea because you're working out with someone, you know, but then I know that someone, I'm going to be dead weight for somebody is the, uh, the only, oh, only downside for it. Um, we can but, be partners. <laughs> yeah, there you go, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it, man. Um, but, um, but again, you know, there will be an option to do like some barbell cleans if you want or, you know, if you don't have access to the equipment or, if, you know, the local chapter is doing it out in the park, you know, there's a, a body weight. Okay. Um, um, option for it as well. You guys do workouts how often, like as part of the community, the local community? Uh, twice a week. We have a Monday evening workout and then we have a Wednesday. And what do you guys do? What are those workouts usually comprised of? Do you guys, how often do you guys change it up? What's the mix up? Ooh, I, I'm not the right person to ask. No. I'm the social director. Yeah, there's, there's, there's also um, at least once a month a um, like a Saturday or Sunday morning run. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that's every chapter for the most part is, is trying to fit that into their schedule. Yeah. Um, which is the dark and early donut run. There are donuts there. Yeah. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. So and that's um, the second 
weekend of every month. Yep, check out. Um, Dude, I'll get my skateboard that way because I can't run. Yeah. <laughs> just come out there have a donut. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, there, there is, I mean, a lot of chapters are doing that too, is where maybe they go and run. People want to do that, you know, cool. And then they go to like a donut shop or coffee shop afterwards and hang out. And so, if, I mean, folks can do both. They can do one or the other, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, that's... Um, that's happening once a month, and then I think, you know, I, I look at a whole lot of chapters, so um, yeah. if this ends up not being correct, but I think there may have been another, like, Ooh, run. The Tuesday, Tuesday morning run. Yeah. 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 Right, that just, that just kicked off. Yeah, we're doing Tuesday morning. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So that's a couple of different physical activities that are yeah. going on. Are there a lot of, like, so are there a lot of, like, other veterans that show up to those other activities, too? Like that, that I may not have met. Yeah, we got to, I mean, it's pretty consistent as far as who shows up. Like, it's usually the same people. But yeah. I mean, it, any number of people that show up, it's a win for us. Yeah. We get, we get to connect with, with that person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, connect work and kind of grow, grow a little, grow your, you know, your local connection, your little family around here. So. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to come out and start meeting new people. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be good yeah. for me. <laughs> I really want to go to the the Rambo movie. Is that oh, the one that you yeah. were? I was I was originally like set to go to that one, and you then I, me up. I, yeah, I, I totally ghosted you on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I really wanted to go to that one, but uh, I've been out of town the whole whole week. Yeah, and, I heard it was a really yeah. good movie. Oh, that absolutely the best Rambo movie. Yeah, ever. I'm totally that guy. Right. Though. I'm yeah. like. I'll be sneaking stuff in my leg. That, that might, <laughs> I might be exaggerating a little bit. It was a little cheesy, but <laughs> it was good. I mean, I mean, it's got to be cheesy, though, you know. <laughs> like I saw Godzilla, you know, uh, here at home a while back, and you know, I read all these like reviews on it, and everyone was like, "Oh, it's the worst movie ever." I'm like, they're like, the the story was horrible, but I'm like, it's Godzilla. It's about the action. You know, <laughs> it's not about the story. <laughs> you know, I'm not watching this for the story. I want to see all the action. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm totally that guy. Like, like, I won't name the movie theater I did it in, but one time I snuck a, a two-liter soda in. <laughs> There's another story of a, of a veteran, or not a veteran, but a, a, he's, he's an amputee. And... He wore pants to the movie theater, and he's like cut amputate amputate like way up at his hip, and so he like tied off the pants at the very bottom, and they went. He went to the store with all of his friends, and he put the two liter soda inside of his pant leg, and he's like walking around. I think it's on YouTube too. He's like walking around in the movie theater on crutches. And the two liter sodas like swinging everywhere. <laughs> and he was like he was like on his like on the YouTube he was like um it was it was really funny. He was like the the security lady was staring at me funny and he was like, But let's be honest, what is she going to say to me? Right. Um, sir, there appears to be something wrong with your leg. <laughs> You don't say. <laughs> I'll <kill> you. <laughs> yeah. But uh, 
is there anything else you guys like to add before we uh, conclude it? End it? Yeah. You know, thinking back to when, when you were telling me about when we first moved here, Yeah. all the connections you made with veterans, like right away, it, it, it was opposite for me. Yeah. Complete opposite. I, I knew nobody when I came here. And I tried connecting with like coworkers who are non-veterans. They usually, that doesn't work. That doesn't work as well as you would think. Mm-hmm. Um, but like once I once I got involved with RWB, you know, like it was immediately. Like, yeah. Started meeting veterans, and you know, I was able to connect with people that knew what I had gone through, or they had mm-hmm. experienced similar situations. Yeah. Well, it gets it gets kind of like I guess the reason one of the reasons why I get I connect really easy with people is you know, when you're missing like you stand out. Like when you're in a community that's like this, everyone off the bat assumes that you're a veteran. You go to like Houston, Dallas, yeah, or San Antonio, no one pays attention to it at all. No one asks you anything. You know, as far as they're concerned, you probably lost your leg to cancer. You know, um, it's a completely different story living in the metros versus here. Um, and so I was like. I was able to connect with a lot of people. Like one of the first people I connected with was a local prosthetic guy. He's also a veteran too. Like he's got a gun range on his property. He's actually invited me out a couple of times. I just never, I've ghosted him a couple of times, you know? It's just so many people to keep up with, you know? It's like, I got those two people. I'm trying to, (laughs) I'm trying to like stay connected with my peers. You know what I mean? And like, he's a lot older than me. He's a really cool guy. And maybe it's like, I had a bunch of veterans you know, that would go out there. I think I feel a little more comfortable, you know? Yeah. But, you know, it's just that, that, age, that huge age difference. And he's still a cool guy. Uh, I actually, one of the cool things about it is, like, you know, hopefully my, my military prosthetist is not listening to this, but he will every now and then work on my legs if there's something wrong with it. <laughs> you know? But it's like... I either drive two hours or I'm like, hey, what's wrong? I text them and be like, can I come in and have you look at this real quick? <laughs> you know, before I drive three hours. You know, is this something I can go and go into Lowe's and fix on myself or what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, you know, before you said local prosthetics guy, I thought you were about to say local prostitute and I got worried there. Oh, sometimes I, sometimes <laughs> I refer, sometimes I I refer to my, my, my prosthetics guy as a prostitute. I'm just like, the name sounds so familiar. close. Yeah, I'll just be like, you know, when I call him up, I'm like, hey, what's going on, prostitute? Like, you know, <laughs> you going to hook me up today or what? <laughs> what's your rate? <laughs> but he's he's kind of cool about it, too, you know. Um, there's a there's a big, a big uh, uh, group that I went through, physical therapy was. I'm connected with a, a lot of them over there. Um, amputees, veterans, everywhere. I mean, I've, I feel like I've met, you know, a lot of veterans, and I, just, I love meeting new ones, because I'm like, everyone has a different story, you know, and it's like, yeah, my story's pretty cool, but it's like, I want to meet, I want to know everyone else's story, that was the reason why I kind of started this podcast right here, you know, I just want to hear what, what, what I would follow what other, other veterans are doing, and hear their stories, um, spread their word out, because I feel like a lot of veteran stories and veteran communities kind of go unheard of like they're all to me they're all equally important so uh, 
Is there anything else? Mm-hmm. Is there what's going on? What's going on this week for local team RWB? Well, we got a, the Mogadishu. How do you pronounce it? Mogadishu. Mogadishu Mile is uh, happening right now, I believe, at uh, Wilson Creek. Oh, that's right. Were you going to do it? Were you going to? No. Okay. I thought I was going to do the podcast, though. Yeah. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Okay. He's okay. a man of his word. That would have been, that would have been <laughs> kind of fun. We should have, too bad we couldn't have done the podcast over there. That would have been kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> Tomorrow, we've got a, we've got a social ruck happening in downtown Bryan. Really? Over at the uh, Blackwater Draw. Okay. Yeah. You should go there. I might, I might show up to that. Yeah. That yeah. sounds actually kind of cool. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Ed, uh, you know what I should his name? Evan? Yeah, you know what? Either? You know what I should do is get like a little cheap laptop, so I can plug these things into. That way, I can just pick my podcast mobile. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be good. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Yeah, because I don't need an internet connection for it. I just need to record it and upload it when I get home. Nice. Yeah. But anyways, so there you have it, and that concludes our second episode of uh, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot Fox Podcast. I appreciate you guys coming on, taking your time out of your day to come over here and talk to me. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah.